Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Divi Chat. Each week some of the brightest Divi minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise of running businesses and developing websites with WordPress and Divi. Tonight you'll be listening to episode 43 where we'll be discussing Divi solutions for a short timeline and a small budget. Let's get chatting, but before we do, let's meet this awesome panel that we've got tonight. Hey, Corey, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks, David. Uh, right. I am Corey Jenkins of Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. You can find us by Googling our websites. Uh, find us on Facebook, Aspen Grove Studios, uh, Twitter, we're kind of all over the place, so um, yeah. Awesome, glad you're here. Hey, Gino. Hey, hey, David. Hello, everyone. Jadon Kidos here uh, with Monterey Premier and Kidos.co. And if you want to connect with me, I'm on Twitter at G-E-N-O-Q. Thanks, Gino. Glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Hey, Jake. Go, Jake, go. Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> Had some muting issues. Hey, I'm Jake Kramer from Artillery and bsuperfly.com. Uh, I, I work with John, about to be introduced. I do a lot of the business end and development side of things for, for both. And, and I run a lot of support for B Superfly too. So if you submit a ticket, you the man. Awesome. Hey, John. Hey, everyone. My name's John Wooten. I am a serial entrepreneur and lover of reoccurring revenue. Uh, owner at Artillery Media, Page in the Day, and B Superfly. B Superfly sells. Divi Child themes, plugins, layouts, and tutorials. And if you send a support ticket in, I will not answer it. Yeah. Awesome. John, John Wooten, you're also the founder of Woo Themes and Woo Commerce, right? Oh, man, I, would, <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> I am going to come back to Leslie and jump to Tim because I see Leslie's avatar there. Hey, Tim. Hey everybody, Tim Streifler here, and you can find me online at timstreifler.com and divilife.com. Fantastic. <laughs> and Leslie has a small technical. I'm going to introduce Leslie. Hey, everybody. I am not Leslie Bernal of Girl and Her Mac, but she will be joining us shortly. Glad she's here, and Tim is showing his face. So, <laughs> all right. And I'm David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space. Corey's already said that. You can find us on all the things. We're so glad that you're here joining us tonight. I think we've got a topic that is going to um, sit really, really well with our viewers because, you know, Divi being a page builder in the WordPress space is they have a very large do-it-yourself audience and stuff. And um, a lot of people wanting to jump into web development business and they don't really know, you know, how to handle smaller budgets and short timelines and all the things that go into web design process and stuff. So. Um, before we get chatting tonight, I do want to make sort of a PSA. Um, we have today launched, uh, as many of you know, Hurricane Harvey struck the U.S. mainland here in South Texas. I'm in Texas currently, just north of Houston. Um, the areas were, were really, really devastated. I've gone down there. I've, I've helped do some cleanup. I've brought supplies. I've, I, I see the devastation that's happened. So, you know, we kind of put our heads together and decided what can we do to help people 
and we've come up with a Harvey fundraiser, um, Harvey Hurricane Harvey Relief fundraiser. So we're going to do what we can to raise some money to try to benefit the victims of Hurricane Harvey. Um, we've got an unbelievable bundle that the WordPress community has stepped up as a whole. This is not just the Divi thing. This is WordPress as a whole. There are some fantastic um, companies behind this initiative, and we're really excited, and, and, and we know it's going to do well and help a lot of people. So um, head on over to divi.chat. You'll see a link, HHH Relief in the header. It'll take you and give you all the specifics on if you want to help out there as well. So we would really, really appreciate it, and I'm sure all the Houstonians will too. Go ahead, Tim. You want to add something? Yeah, I was just going to add that 100% of sales – for every single bundle sold at $50, 100% of that goes directly to uh, Hurricane Harvey um, disaster relief uh, funds. Effort. Yeah. Efforts. There you go. Uh, so we're not, this isn't a ploy for us to uh, profit in any way. It's strictly to, to give back and, and help those in need. Uh, I myself am in Texas. Um, thankfully, I'm very far away, well, th three hours or so away from uh, most of the devastation. Um, however, I have some friends and, and family of friends that have, you know, lost everything. And so, um, yeah, this is our way of, of giving back. Um, you know, the WordPress community as a whole is all about um, giving back and inclusiveness and, and all of that. And this is, uh, I think, just the, the perfect way for, for us to do that in the Divi community as well as in the, the WordPress community. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah. This is this is probably the most awesome bundle I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, like in, in WordPress put together. Um, I, I I think what do we figure? It's like worth like it's probably close to like eighteen hundred dollars right. now with some of the more recent things came in. So uh, we'll have the link in the in the show notes, but you can also just go to divi.chat. There is a menu item called HH Relief. Click on that and and you can donate any amount you like. Donations over fifty will get you the the bundle deal which is awesome fantastic thanks guys this this is why i love divi chat it's a team effort and everybody jumps in and helps out and fills in the gaps because y'all brought up some very very important points you know 100 percent of all sales go to benefit uh, harvey victims pretty much so well let's dive off into our topic tonight i've got a list of pre-formed questions that uh, we kind of threw together right at the last minute. If I seem a little bit off today, I apologize. It has been a blur of a weekend and a day, um, you know, with everything that's been going on here in South Texas and stuff. So we're gonna try to help give you some awesome actionable items that you can take away with and, and help you with, you know, small budgets and short timelines. So I guess the obvious first question is, what are some solutions for clients on a short timeline and a budget. Maybe we can list them out and then we can dive off into a little bit deeper. So does anybody want to hop in on this topic? I have a list prepared, but oh, I saw a microphone on mute. Go, Jake. Just just some clarification. So uh, the question, are, are you wanting us to kind of talk about solutions that we kind of present to the client or some, some solutions that kind of DIYers can maybe do for themselves? Actually, I think we're going to go more towards the web development side of the thing as opposed to the do-it-yourselfers and stuff. So let's kind of gear towards that. I kind of misspoke a little bit in the, in the presenting of the topic. 
uh, let's go with with web developers who, you know, what do they do? How do they handle clients with small budgets and um, and and some of those solutions with short timelines and stuff? Yeah, I'll go for the the obvious one. Um, I think everyone here, in one way or another. Um, is a part of a, a business that sells Divi child themes um, and Divi child themes are essentially for those that don't know uh, premium child themes at least are ready-made websites and so I use them in my own business I know a lot of Divi web developers use them in their own businesses and it's a way to provide a client a really well-designed website for a fraction of the cost because the website's essentially done for you. You just pop in your your uh, content, switch out the images, and so forth. Um, and and I know Gino was kind of one of the first that started creating premium child themes for the Divi community. And what he, uh, Gino, I'll let you you finish this. I don't want to share your story for you, but you created them originally to use in your own business, and selling them was almost like a bonus, right? Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when we, we started out, when I started out um, building the child themes, the whole idea was to continue to service the nonprofits and churches that helped me get started. Uh, most of my business came from nonprofits and churches. And as uh, the business began to take off and we started getting larger clients, started raising our prices, uh, started bringing on help, uh, had to raise our prices because we started bringing on help. Um, I didn't want to, I, I started turning away those clients. And so, uh, we built a few, the idea was to have a whole bunch. Um, but when we started to build them out, you know, the, we started to talk about, um, you know, everybody building them out, selling them in a marketplace. And, uh, so before I actually released my first child theme, we switched gears, created a marketplace, pushed the idea of everybody selling child themes. And then I got back to building them after we launched it. And uh, yeah, so that's that's how kind of uh, I got started doing child themes. The whole idea was if I don't sell a single child theme, I know I'll make my money back, you know, building them for clients. Sorry yeah. guys, I was mu muted too. So go ahead, Jake, you can dive in there. Yeah, I was just gonna say, that's kind of how our process worked too. Uh, from the get go, our first child theme. Um, what was our first one, John? Was it Josephine that we did? And that one would kind of work from a, a client's a client side side as well. And we just decided, um, hey, if we tweak a couple of things and take the content out, like who knows what, what this might do. But um, one thing that we do that really helps with budgets and timelines too is charge for strategy and design. That does a couple of things. First of all, that lets the user know kind of straight off the bat or the client know straight off the bat um, whether they're getting a completely custom site or not. And the way I like to kind of describe child themes, if we're using those on like kind of a low budget site is I call it the Ikea metaphor. Um, like imagine you have the best selling Ikea table Divi in the world. And we just kind of like buy a bunch of those tables um, from Ikea and add a few things to them, make them real sweet and assemble them for you. And if you want a custom table, well then you're going to have to charge for that. And that's kind of our way of, of using metaphors to kind of explain the differences there. That usually kind of helps with, with people who aren't familiar. Because that's, that's the thing that kind of confuses people too. Like, wait, why is it so much more for a custom versus what's a child? A what? Like a, like a kid? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Jake. One of the things I did when coming up with like our packages is 
I rephrase it on our sales page, our landing page, and it's uh, I call them templates because I think that makes more sense to the non-user than a child theme. So I have a, a landing page called Template Packages, Affordable Web Designs for the Smaller Budget. And basically what I'm saying is these are some pre-built templates. So if you see something on here you like, then we can save you a lot of money. And you got like the basic package, uh, where we basically, we take the one you choose, we install it, and that's it. Um, and then the next package for 500 bucks is we'll update the content, the logo, the menu, the color scheme, um, and, and we'll get that all set up for you. That's a $500 website right there. Then, of course, the $1,000 packages will go in and add an extra five hours of additional customization. So they actually get to see, like, if I only have 300 bucks to spend, this is how much I'm going to have to invest in my own time. If I have what 500, then uh, you know. So that way, they kind of see what goes into it. They have options, um, and we have to change the whole terminology for that side of the business so they understand better. That makes total sense. Yeah, and that's this is this is one thing. So this is one solution that you've got out there, child teams. I think I'll I'll rattle off a a few other, and then we can kind of dive off into them and stuff, and definitely come back and focus on child themes templates. Um, Layouts, one-page site designs, um, do-it-yourself website makers. You know, obviously we're WordPress. WordPress is the, you know, number one website platform in the world. So we're going to push WordPress and stuff. But WordPress isn't the only game out there for web development for low-budget small projects and stuff. Um, you've got Squarespace. You've got Wix. You've got Weebly. I know we're don't cringe, everybody, and start crucifying me here on the panel, but I want to try to put as much information out there to let people know and they can make their own own decision. Obviously, we're all pro WordPress here, um, but there is a somewhat of a learning curve with WordPress if you want to do it yourself and stuff. Um, so child themes, templates, one page designs, obviously hiring a professional. Um, that is one of the other solutions. So Go ahead, John. I have a, um, and if there's a, a site that we're doing that that doesn't quite fit a child theme that we have or we can find, we have our own blank child theme that we use that um, we have certain functions in the in the in the functions PHP file that we know we're going to use all the time. For example, if we use Gravity Forms on almost all of our projects, and there's a certain function that removes the gives you options to hide the labels and put them in the fields. A lot of people want that, so we just put that in our our child theme. That way, when we load it, we already have that in there. And I, I would, yeah, I would add having a, some kind of a code snippet manager. If you're a developer, uh, even a designer, having some quick snippets in a in a code manager that you know, for example, if I if I type uh, you know ACFFF, it automatically puts in my advanced custom field serial number into the field. And or if I type a certain um, certain function name for WordPress when I, and I add a couple of syllables at the end, it'll paste this whole code block in for me. Um, or same with testing a page. If I want to test a page when I first build it, I have a whole, if I type lorem with three Ms, it pastes in a whole block of, of dummy text with headings in there, with images, block quotes in there, there's lists in there, stuff that I don't have to go hunt for and, and find. That's another way to, to develop the sites a little faster. And, and that's a, that's a great idea to do, even if you're not, you know, working with lower budget clients and you know a short timeline. That's just a good practice. What what code manager do you use for that, John? 
So yeah, there's two different ones I use. There's one called Codebox that I use. That one's more like a snippets manager, and it lives up in my toolbar on my Mac, and I can just type up there. I, I search for the snippet that I want, and it copies it to my clipboard, or I can tell it. The other one I use is called Text Expander. That's the one that where, and I even use it in email. If I type thanks with three Ts, it says, thank you, have a great day, smiley face, John. If I type thanks with four Ts, it says, thank you, have a great weekend, smiley face, John. Nice, bro. Nice. That is pa brilliant. Our, our, our uh, package is the same thing. For If someone asks me, hey, what are your packages? If I type packages with three Ps, our whole spiel is in that email. If I type maintenance with three Ms, my maintenance de plan details go into the email. Uh, I think Texas Spanner is like 35 bucks, but it's it, it even tells you like how many hours you save. It's incredible. I would... Text Expander, one password and code box. I utility plugins that I can't live without. Boom. We will have those in the show notes. Tim beat me. I was going to ask you what what you were using and stuff. I think uh, we can end the episode, guys. I think that's boom. it. I don't know. I've got some other questions. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask some very specific questions, problems that you may run across, and I want to hear what your solutions are. So. Um, how do you get clients to give you their content quickly without slowing down your timeline? So when you're on a short timeline, what do you guys do? Jake, take it away, man. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of something I've, I'm very proud of because <laughs> I've kind of done a, done a good job of kind of perfecting this for our, our, our particular uh, process. Um, so I can kind of run down on that, <laughs> on that, John. Um, <laughs> So actually, before I begin, there's a couple new softwares out there. The one that, I, that comes to mind immediately is one called Content Snare. Um, I've kind of been commenting in a lot of posts and stuff. There's a really good Facebook group actually run by that guy. Um, I think his name's James Rose. Anyway, good, good uh, software out there. A uh, little expensive uh, unless you're, you're having a lot of, of clients, uh, a lot of people that you're requesting content for. Um, anyways, so what we do is we use Basecamp, we're heavy Basecamp, and the one thing that really helps us is I've created this template in Basecamp that just is, has everything and anything you'll ever need to build a website, like down to the settings you need to set for WordFence, uh, I mean everything. And you know, you don't have to use Basecamp, you can use you know, an Excel spreadsheet or, or, uh, or whatever it may be but have something that is constantly reminding you uh, of what to do. And one thing that we really use that, that helps clients get content to us quickly is, uh, of course, provide them some kind of monetary prize or, or, or um, early bird prize is what we call it. So from our proposal process, we let the client know, like, if your content is, is on this date, you'll get a you know, 5 10% discount. And we usually don't say percent because that looks less than if you say, you know, hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars, whatever, less if the content's on time. Um, and that, that usually helps them speed it up. And then have automatic emails sent to them um, if they don't reply or something like that through an email client. Like we use Airmail uh, as our email client. Basecamp does a really good job of, of providing reminders if there's something in your calendar that hasn't been like checkmarked as done yet. That's kind of what we use that we really like. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we just have everything listed out when we start up a project, we put everything in there by date, um, on our to-do list. And, and because of that, because we have that software, 
managing that. I mean, it allows us to, to run, you know, at one point we had 20 projects open right now. I think we have 16. So it just, it just uh, really speeds up that process quite a bit. And, and a secret, hopefully none of our clients are watching this. Um, if, uh, if we want, if we want $4,500 for a project, then we'll say, Hey, project's going to be 4950. But if you get your continent by this date, you get a $500 early bird discount. And so we end up getting the 4,500 and if they go late, then I'm not really into punishing clients per se, like beyond the, like, Oh, if you're two weeks late at 5% for every two weeks that you're late, I'm not really down with that. And really it starts way before that though. I mean, to start off, we, we actually interview our clients to make sure they're the right fit for us to make sure that they value design. I think that's the key. If the clients value design and what you do, they'll get you the, they'll get you the content and you Absolutely. have to, if, if you coach them, and you're not just a web designer. You're if you if you if you sell them or tell them that this is all about strategy first, then then design. This website's going to help. This this website is not just a uh, a business card or a, a brochure. It's not it's not just some informational thing. This is actually a business tool that's going to grow your business. And we show them past projects with stats on this is how much this business has grown since we've done their website. And so when you sell them on that, then it becomes more urgent that they complete the project because man, as soon as we get this new website launched, we're, our revenue is going to, our revenue, we can use it as a tool and not just a brochure to actually grow our business. And so if you create that sense of urgency, you interview your clients at first through a questionnaire um, and through, and through talking with them because we, we just don't work with anybody. Um, we want to make sure they value that design. And then you offer that combination with the early bird discount you have a few um, arrows in your quiver there to help get content in on time. That's awesome. So it's, it's like a double whammy. They have the, the early bird discount savings, but then there's a sense of urgency because there's, you know, that potential lost revenue for every day that they're delaying of money that they could be making if they launched on time based off of your, you know, past examples and statistics. I like that. That's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And it's why we never send a mock-up to a client and say, what do you think? They, they're paying you for what you think you, you should, you, you should, you know, you might say, Hey, how do you feel about, I mean, but at but first, I mean, I'm not saying never say, don't say, what do you think? Of course you want to know what they think, but you want to tell them first, you said you wanted more email subscribers. That's why we put this here. According to your goal on the homepage of getting folks, you know, through your story quickly. That's why we went this section approach and you, 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 you identify how your design, great design solves problems, right? So you identify how your design is solving their problem or problems. Uh, I'm talking with my hands now. That means I'm into it. Um, since I can't pace, usually I pace, but I can't because I'm, I'm connected. But once you show them that, hey, we listened to you about your problems. We've, we're showing you how design solves those. This website's going to be a tool. And that, I think, is really what, what helps, along with the early bird discount. And with Basecamp's constant reminders of, hey, this is due, and Jake and Haley um, being project managers and a great director, um, doing that. When I was a solo, per when I brought Jake on board, I had nine, I was in the middle of 19 projects. Um, so you, as you can imagine, uh, those projects just drug on and on. And so having a great director and a great project manager who can use, utilize Basecamp, combined with all the selling of your website as a tool, that, that all helps. And the early word discount. All right, I'll stop talking now. Bye -bye. All right, man, because we've got six other people on this panel, John. No, you've, you've given some really, really good. That points. was good stuff, man. That was good Great stuff. stuff. I, was I totally awesome. agree with all of that.
Yeah. We've got, um, I didn't realize we had a, a company just, where are you guys located out of? Where's Artillery Media out of? Lake Kansas? Nebraska. Nebraska. I knew it was in the central part of the Midwest. <laughs> Midwest. I didn't know we had a northern company that did business just like we did because you just described our business model. We stole it from you. We don't, we don't really have any issues with getting content because clients are, they realize the value of what putting that website is going to do for their business. And it's not about putting a beautiful, just a beautiful thing out there on the web. It's got to have a purpose and stuff and it, and, it, and it needs to look and it can look great also, but it's got to have a purpose. So when they realize that what it's going to do for their business long term, getting content out of clients is not an issue at all. I mean, it's, it's really kind of great. And it also some, solves it also solves the issue of them not paying. I mean, I don't, Jake, I don't think we, since I brought you on board, we've never had an issue with a client not paying. So when I see yeah. web designers say, I'm going to do a talk on how to get paid by your clients. I'm always like, why are you yeah. doing that? Oh. <laughs> Same thing. We yeah, we really don't run into that issue either. Corey, you got your microphone unmuted, man. You want to talk? Oh, uh, so, sorry. I, I unmuted it, and I'm, I'm handling a few uh, Harvey relief emails <laughs> right now that are that are coming in. So I, I'm listening and and talking at the same time. Okay, sorry. So. Go ahead. <laughs> Anytime I see the microphone unmute, I try to. You know, yeah, I, I just wanted you to hear me typing expeditiously. Okay, great, man. Uh, all right. <laughs> do, you know, do you know, Tim, you guys want to weigh in on that question or anything? I, content, I, I just unmuted. Wise? I unmuted my microphone just to see if you'd notice, David. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily have anything to add to it, um, but I, I really enjoyed hearing John and, and Jake's take on that because I, I think uh, people um, always struggle to get content from clients and it's it's a battle. And so when you kind of position it as you're they're they're paying you for your expertise and you're not selling them a website you're selling them a essentially an asset that's going to help grow their business and you position it like that well then they would be stupid to drag their feet and not give you content because they're missing out on potential revenue so yeah i love it guys that was yeah, great i i think i think from the standpoint um of clients clients giving you content and them dragging their feet and it delaying the project launch, thus us receiving our maybe uh, you know fifty percent uh, second payment or whatever the, the final payment is uh, from a contractual basis. You can put that in the contract. This is a contract for the both of us. If 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 you're late on getting us your content, let's say your content's due on this date, you get it to us three weeks early. That doesn't mean the project's extended out that long. You know, um, if, if if you're dragging your feet in the, in the and the um, web project was supposed to end at the end of October, let's say. Um, if they don't have the content to you by then, hey, you got to pay us. Give us, the, you know, when you get the content, great. But um, you know, so so there's there's different methods you can do like that to have them get the content to you. But definitely a struggle. Always fun. Gino, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I, I mean, all those points are, are right on. I mean, we just make it clear for our end. What we do is we make it clear that so if the milestone is Friday the 28th uh, to get us content, and then the next milestone is we're going to flow in that content by the next Friday. Well, if you don't get it to us by through by that day, and then we push everything out another week and another week for every additional day that goes on, basically. 
Um, but I think, as John said, we, we do our best to uh, help our client understand and value us and understand the sense of urgency on their end and understand that we have a sense of urgency for them. And if they don't have a sense of urgency for this project, neither will we. Um, I was talking to Jerry today. I have a, a client call this this week, and I sort of get the impression that they want us to explain why they need a website. I told Jerry, when I get that question, my response is, no, actually, you need to tell me why you need a website and why you're coming to us. Uh, because we want to make sure that they they know that this is an investment and they're serious about it. As a, a serious client's going to get you the content. Awesome. I'm going to go on to my next question here because this is a, a pretty common one that comes up quite a bit. Um, how do you avoid scope creep when you're doing work on a limited budget? Tim, you want to define scope creep? Yeah, so scope creep is essentially uh, when a client is requesting more than you've previously agreed upon. So, for example, uh, you might agree to building them a five-page website with two forms and you know blah 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 X Y Z, and then um, three weeks into the project, they say, "Oh, by the way, we want to sell tickets to our events on our website." Um, can you add that in? Um, that's obviously a pretty dramatic example of scope creep where you previously agreed upon the project scope and then the client is trying to change it. Um, and obviously you can be flexible, but they're going to need to pay for it. Um, I think there's probably what is more common are the little things, you know, the little tiny things that you you think, oh, well, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, technically that's not what we agreed on, but, you know, it'll take me, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes and then, you know, the next day they're sending five more of those little tiny 10 to 15 minute tweaks that are, you know, basically adding up and costing you money. Um, so, yeah, I, and I think that that happens can happen with any type of project, big custom projects. But I see it being a bigger issue with clients on a smaller budget, limited time frame when you're trying to uh, produce their website as quickly and as cost effective as possible. Um, and, you know, they give you a long list of revisions or, or you know, different things that they want that, that weren't really in the agreement. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I think having everything clearly defined in the contract initially helps with scope creep. At least you have something to refer back to. Um, one thing I, I have done in the past, and this is on those larger things that Tim has mentioned, like, no, I want to sell tickets. And so you got to say, OK, well, that's awesome. That's that's great. Let's add that to a wish list. And at the end of your project, we'll reconvene this wish list. We'll add items here, and we'll you know take a look back at it, and I can quote you out on these items on your wish list that weren't here. Uh, obviously, if they complain about that, uh, you know then you have to um, address it a different way. For for the smaller items, I, I think you know there's there's a little bit of give and take, um, and, and and web design projects. You know I, I think it's good to. Um, you know, somewhat be be a little bit lenient on the little things. Like, okay, I'll I'll do that. that like, you know, it's going to take me ten minutes. But at some point, you have to say, okay, you know, I've done this, this, this that weren't in the original contract. You know, we're, we're going to have to start charging you. Maybe it's like hourly or something for for the additional items. I, I, however, that works out um, with your client, your business model. But yeah, I mean, if if you keep on allowing even those little things over and over and over, day in day out, it's going to end up costing you a lot of money. Um, you know, uh, 10, 15 hours over on a web project is is pretty big, and it can happen really fast. 
Yeah, I had a client and it was basically the situation I, I described where halfway through the client decided that they wanted their website to be an e-commerce website. <laughs> and obviously all of us know that anytime, it doesn't matter if they're selling, you know, one product or, you know, 500 products, just the fact that it's e-commerce, you know, will automatically double the amount of hours, if not more, you know, all the little things that go into doing e-commerce. And so I had to explain to the client, um, well, first of all, I have a clause in my contract that says if anything in addition to this is requested by the client, it will be deemed out of scope and therefore it'll be billed at an hourly rate of X and the client will have the opportunity to accept or decline the out of scope work, something along those lines. Um, and so I explained to the client, you know, this is out of scope. I can build this hourly, you know, this changes things quite a bit. Here's why. And I kind of explained what all went into it just kind of from a high level. And then the client was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's go ahead and do it. Uh, so I, I think there's that, that education piece that comes into play. Um, you know, because a lot of people are not technical at all. They're paying you for your expertise to, to build them a website. And, um, if all of a sudden they say they want something, they don't realize that, oh, what they just requested is like 30 hours of, of extra work. And so they might think that you're just trying to take advantage of them. But if you kind of explain what goes into it, why it costs more, the different, you know, ramifications of that request, um, then it can go a lot smoother for, for everyone. But I, I love to hear um, Jake and John, because I know you guys with Page in a Day, you know, it's it's more of the, the low cost. So how do you guys deal with um with scope creep for, for those types of clients? Yeah, good question. So kind of the main thing that we always try to say, especially in our sales process is we just try to be as transparent as possible. And there's really no way to avoid scope creep unless you're transparent at the front end. Uh, meaning that you are very clear with the client, Hey, this is what you're paying for. This is what before they even sign the contract, it's in the proposal. Like it's a bulleted list. You get five pages, you get these plugins, you get, this is how we're going to build it. And I guess the risk for that is they could grab that proposal, walk down the road and hand it to another agency and say, Hey, here's exactly how to build the site, build it for me. <laughs> but that's never happened to us. And I don't think it ever will because it, it speaks um, a whole lot of transparency and honesty first. And second, it lets the client know that we know what we're doing. And third, of course, it prevents scope creep. And so one of the things that we really like to do that kind of manages their expectations from the get-go, and besides clearly defining those in, in, in the front end, is make all edits that are requested. Um, they go through a specific process, whether that be an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document. I have a video that I send clients that's like, hey, here's how to make an edits sheet. And then I'm... I break down a web page. It's like, all right, if you want to change this, put the old here, put the new here. And anytime they text me, I've had that a couple of times, trust me nuts, um, or email me or call me, hey, can you change this? Absolutely. Go ahead and fill out our edit sheet here. It'll be emailed to me. And then I can go through and just adjust, like, is this out of scope? And then I'll make sure to let them know, hey, here's why. Revert back to clause such and such of the contract. This will be an, an extra... $500 to put in. If you want to do that, let's go ahead and pull the trigger. Um, but yeah, bottom line, you can't really prevent scope creep unless you're have done your homework at the, at the beginning. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. And I'll, I'll, I'll think one that. of the most, I'll write, go ahead, go ahead, John. Um, I'll wrap up afterwards. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, we, for, for projects that qualify for page in a day, Tim, um, 
page and a project, they actually go through a quote builder and they actually select items they want for their site. So e-commerce is one of those items. A blog is one of those items and there's a price attached to each item, number of pages and the price goes up per number of pages. It's a rough ballpark, but it manages their expectations right from the beginning that, oh, I can't just ask these guys for an e-commerce site and have it up and running like a Shopify thing in, in, in an hour. So that quote builder for the page in a day site um, really helps. And those are, the, those are the quick turnaround, lower budget ones. And one more thing on top of that, that quote builder also helps us internally. So I, I would suggest that everyone have some type of quote builder, whether it's public um, to, to prospective clients, public to even your competitors maybe, or private. I would suggest everyone have something written down like it. This is how much we charge per page. This is how much we charge per homepage mock-up design. So that if someone does come to you, it's not like, oh, I think that might take me 10 hours. I don't know. Like write it down, have an answer, exactly how much each thing, but it's, you know, one year of doing this, two years, five years, 10 years, you should know the common things that people ask for, have an answer for ready, ready for clients that will <laughs> inevitably ask you to do it for them for free, of course. Yeah, I have a, a pricing table. It's, it's kind of hard to find on my website and that's intentional because it's the clients that are looking at my site and looking in detail and looking at my work closely. But it gives, yeah, basically those ballpark prices, you know, for this type of site, you know, your typical five page brochure style, e-commerce is, you know, roughly around this just to basically pre-qualify them. So then they don't, you know, get on the phone with me and thinking that they're going to pay $300 for an e-commerce site. <laughs> which has happened before I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think probably the most important thing out of, and it kind of relates back to what everybody said, communication is the key. Very, very important. Um, just, just communicate expectations with the clients and stuff. You know, a lot of what I see, a lot of where a lot of issues arise is when someone is not able to communicate with the client that it is out of scope. They let fear of losing out on money you know, override, you know, doing what's best for their business and stuff. And I can tell you right now that if you, you know, if you make your business solvent first and that, and you make that, you know, the most important thing and you just are clear with clients, you're not going to really, the issues are going to kind of wash away and, and those potential clients are going to respect you. And back to what John said, you're going to get the type of people that you want to work with. Because you're not going to want to work with those people that are, you know, trying to nickel and dime you and, and just drive you absolutely insane and not value you for the work that you're giving to them and stuff. Um, I want to shift gears here a little bit because it is this is Divi Chat, and I want to talk about how Divi can be an awesome, amazing tool for low-budget, short timelines. There's a couple of things that come to my mind. I won't dive in. I'll let you guys kind of talk to them. The library is huge. How do you guys use the library, utilize the library? Is your web developer growing? I would love to hear about that. If nobody talks about it. I'll talk about it. Um, you know, the expediency of what you can do with all of the different modules that Divi comes with, calls to actions, things already built in place for you to build your website quickly, efficiently, and fast. So let's kind of tie Divi into this and why we might want people may want to use Divi as a, a, you know, platform for them for this type of projects. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, jump in. Um, I have a couple of 
I guess there's sections. There's sections that I spent a lot of time designing the first time around. And, you know, for example, I have like a contact page section and it's, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time on it initially. And what I'll do is I'll, I have that saved as a, a library item, exported, saved in a folder. And I will take that and put it in different sites when it kind of fits the the, the rest of the, the website look and feel. And um, I'll, I'll, you know, change the color scheme a bit. You know, the fonts are, will make it look different as well. But basically Divi, because of the way the, the layouts and the library works and how you can import and export, it makes it extremely easy to design something once and then use it on multiple sites. Um, and, and so that's been super helpful for me uh, because, yeah, I mean, it's just that, you know, drag and drop mentality of, uh, you know, reusing work. And, uh, you know, these aren't layouts that I like, you know, sell on my website or anything like that. They're just ones that I've previously spent a lot of time designing and building and getting just right with the the mobile layout and the, you know, the, the custom CSS media queries. Um, and so I can, you know, basically save myself a lot of time by reusing. Um, and that's, that's a pretty common example in the, in the, the Divi community. Um, but it's one that took me longer than you would expect to actually start utilizing. Yeah. I, I, I think the library, um, you know, one of the presets that, that, uh, elegant themes have included in the library that you can grab and throw something in place real quick. So you're not having to add a bunch of different modules uh, you know, the, the special uh, layouts that they have. Um, also, like, like Tim said, uh, if, if a customer asks for something, I can maybe think of a layout pack or a child theme that we've done in the past, export a page or a section, a module, throw that into a, to a website and, and uh, you know, change around some CSS, some colors, and things like that. And then, you know, instead of something taking you two hours to build, uh, you know, you're just changing the code a little bit and, and cutting the time down. Um, I, I think another thing that's awesome on in, in Divi that saves a ton of time is the uh, the, the, the uh, global modules, global sections. Uh, instead of having to go through and like recreate something over and over, and you know change things every time the client asks for something to change, if it's a global section, like maybe it's a you know a, a footer, like a four column footer we've done with the builder, make it global. Super easy to do and make it look the same across the board, make changes to, and it's a lot different than the old school like HTML templates where you'd have to go through like every one and replicate the changes. And so it's it's pretty awesome how quickly you can breeze through that kind of stuff with with uh, with Divi, which is probably what attracted us to Divi in the first place. I'm sure as developers. Yeah, I definitely saw the power in Divi right out of the gates when it came out. I kind of felt like it was going to, you know, revolutionize WordPress web development. And I wasn't even a, a web developer or a web designer. I was just learning how to do stuff. So, and, but I could see, you know, how this tool could be utilized in many different ways to save you a ton of time and money. Um, anybody else want to add to why Divi might be a great option for short timelines and budgets? Yeah, Gino, I saw your microphone go off, but um, I'll, I'll direct it to you afterwards. You go first. You go first, Gene. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, one thing that John always, John and I always like to say is, it's kind of strategize. <laughs> you know, we, we kind of said strategize, design with strategy, or strategize and then design. Strategy then design is, is kind of drilled into us, um, and and should be for good reason. But <laughs> strategize and design with Divi in mind is a whole other way to look at it. So part of our process is the wireframing sketching, right? 
and the sketching comes first and having that kind of set those expectations to the client then when it rolls out for the design uh, it really helps another thing I'm going to say without kind of beating a dead horse with a library and and saving tons of time uploading pre-made templates and stuff like that is um, is know, know your team pretty well if you have a team if you're of course a freelancer then you just got to be good at everything there's no way around it you got to be good at sales you got to be good at communication you got to be good at design development and that's that's tough but if you have a team find the right seats for those teams I mean the book called traction um, that's very popular that that we use and that helps us really get going as far as staying on track to to kind of push our business in a place that we want to go if you haven't checked that out definitely read it the book's called track traction by Gino <laughs> Gino Wickman is the is the guy anyway so in our particular example I'm operations and development ish and strategy John is just design now um, John's kind of our I like to say the golden goose he's where the talent sits and I help with operations and that's where I'm really good and so what we like to do is is I kind of take everything the client the sales put them into the funnel and really help them with that strategy once that's ready and the wireframes complete and the clients like yeah that sketch looks really good then it goes over to John and he's so much faster at Photoshop design and developing up that homepage because he's the one who designed it. Then when he's done with general styles, homepage, menu, footer, he hands it over to me. I copy all the sections into my library, check the ones global that I want to keep, and then just boom, those interior pages just move. So that's one thing that really helps us. Gino, you wanted to go next? That's solid. No, you know what? I don't really have anything different to add other than, you know, the John, you mentioned you have a uh, basic uh, set of tools. Well, we all kind of mentioned, uh, but you mentioned earlier before we got into the library, you know, you have your functions and your code library that you bring in. One of the things we've been doing, um, especially with one of our white label clients who has a lot of things that are going to be very similar, um, we, we build out a child theme as well. That's basically our core child theme. It's not anything that's for sale. It's not fully designed out. But what it is, is it has all the main sections. It has, um, the, in the library, we have the footer, you know, that we're gonna use because we don't use the Divi foot, the regular WordPress footer anymore. We use a section. So we have our custom footer, custom bottom footer. We got a little sidebar menu that, that kind of scrolls in just like the social media does on the left. We got a little side menu that scrolls in on the right, <clears throat> our above the header, below the header, injected sections, and so and then all the CSS. And so we have generalized CSS for like pre-header text module, uh, header text module, uh, subheader text module. So we're not actually using headers. Um, we're actually using text for most of that. But we have it all styled, and it has the same common CSS classes. So we have MP forward slash pre-header. And so we have all the things that we're going to basically adjust in there for each individual theme. So we have all our sections, we have all our um, functions that we're going to use, our, our custom customizer we're going to use. And so in the past, we kind of import all these things in, um, you know, using the tools we have. Well, one of the things like with Jedi that we've kind of set on our target is with Jedi, we could take and roll out this, this core package uh, on every single build we do. Uh, and then at the end of the day, just get rid of the sections out of the library we didn't use and any of the CSS we didn't use, but we bring it all in. 
uh, one of the cool things is, you know, some of the things that people were asking for with Jedi is uh, the one click, click install of the plugins. And uh, Jerry just uh, yesterday showed me a beta where um, where when you go to export it, it identifies all the plugins you have installed and gives you the option to include them so that when you do activate the child theme, uh, it automatically imports the plugins from the repo and installs them all in that one click now. And so it like takes uh, literally a few seconds to boom, have all your core stuff in one place and that's get awesome. started. And so it, it's a really neat um, tool. But yeah, that's that's basically what I was going to say is, is we do the same thing. We have our core child theme. It's nothing we sell, nothing we give away. And we have one for us and we have one for like our, our main white label client. And uh, so, I mean, that's the way to go. That's what I love about Divi. It, real quick, Gino, I don't mean to go down a rabbit trail talking about Jedi, but I was curious about this. Uh, you mentioned for the plugins with Jedi, does it import the database tables and the options um, so that when you install those plugins, all the settings from the previous site will be there as well? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we that's one of the things we, we were having a problem with. So Jerry's uh, been working to so that they install before we import all the de demo content. Because if they're not installed before you import the demo content, it won't import that content. Right. If so, but if they are content. installed already, and it's it's not quite there yet, but um, that's that's the goal we're going to. First, it was getting it to uh, import and install all those plugins without any extra clicks. Yeah, yeah, we do the same. We, we don't have like a safeguard against it, but we try to say install the plugins before, uh, you know, before you actually like import the demo content or else, you know, Caldera form settings, different things aren't going to actually import. So read the instructions, which uh, men are terrible at, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I have a very important question for John and Jake. I've been kind of tooling through your site and testing out your, your stuff. It looks pretty awesome. Um, do they really get a website in 24 hours? Can you turn it around that quick? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, oh. we can. Yeah, we can. Um, <laughs> asterisks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. The they're scheduled. Uh, they go through the quote builder, and we look at that, and then we schedule a day. And if their, pay, if their site is a one-page website, yeah, it's built in one day. Okay, gotcha. Because yeah. um, they I haven't gone through the whole thing, but I did. And it's probably the steps down below, but I did see where I could add different modules and different things. And I thought, hmm. Yeah. Let me test these boys here. I can add this, 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 and this, and can you have it in a day? <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say one page, but how long is how long are they requesting the page? Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. Well, bigger question is, can they get their content to us in one day? That's yes, seriously. And then as well, being like as a as being a part owner of Superfly and seeing all these other child themed stores here, I'll be the guy to say uh, fastest time saver again. Divi Child Themes, go check out everyone's stores, and um, it'll save you a ton of time. It's the fastest time saver that I know of. Yep. It is, absolutely, 100%. Well, I think this guy is with, I can't believe an hour has flown by already. Has it really been, an, have we been chatting for almost an hour? We, like, we started at, I think, close. 6.38. 54 minutes or something. Yeah. Oh, wow, man. Well, if people are watching live, thank you for hanging on. We hope this episode's been Super awesome for you. Um, 
let me see here if I have any questions that I definitely want us to discuss before we log off and stuff. I think they're pretty much all handled. I had a few more questions, but I think they would probably take us way outside of the hour range and stuff. Can you go over that Harvey fundraiser again real quick? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Hurricane Harvey Relief Fundraiser. If you go to divi.chat, you'll notice an HH Relief button at the top of the web page. A group of WordPress product developers has graciously donated their products 100% at their cost to the community of anybody who donates $50 or more are going to get a bundle that's valued right close to $2,000. It is a, a really, really amazing deal, but the point isn't to get all of this stuff out to you with these products. The point is, is that there are a lot of people who have lost a lot, a lot of stuff here in the last couple of weeks. We've got another Hurricane Irma coming, threatening to hit, you know, um, the U.S. mainland again, Category 5. They expect this thing to be a monster as well. Um, we just really want to try to help some people do what we can. So that's what it's about. Go to divi.chat. Check it out. We've got a page. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, one, one more thing I was going to add about that. I know you Texas folks know it firsthand a whole lot more than the rest of us, but I have, we have a client down in Houston right now, and it was just breaking my heart. He was texting me saying that he might have to move to, to Phoenix. There's a million, he said there's a million cars that were lost. Oh, yeah. Just cars. A million. Yeah, 80%. Look, I went down there this weekend, my wife and I and my youngest son, Noah. Um, my wife found some some people on Facebook that we don't know, total strangers. Houston's two hours south of us. Um, we purchased a bunch of water, a bunch of plastic containers, cleaning supplies, um, and just I've got a big truck. We drove down into Houston. We had met up with some people that needed some help and went into their homes. I've got a video. I've got some videos that I haven't posted. I'm not certain whether or not I'm going to post them or not because the devastation was just, you can't even imagine it. These people had 10 feet of water in their homes. So when we walked in, the refrigerator, which is massive in the kitchen, sitting on top of the cabinets because the water just threw it around like it was nothing. Um, gigantic entertainment centers flipped upside down and in the corner of the living room. So if you can imagine just 100% total devastation, it, it, was, it was very, very, it was unreal to see. I had an 85-year-old man who was handicapped. Who, who His quote to me was, I'm 85 years old. I thought I had it made. I've lost everything. You know, so if you can help, great. A dollar helps, 50 cents helps. The bundle is fantastic. You're going to get a lot of great value. Um, so yeah. I, I hope. Yeah, and if you can't donate or if you do, you know, even if you donate under the 50, you try to help spread the word out to yeah, uh, sure. your, your friends in the WordPress community. and Even people who maybe don't use WordPress want to donate 20 bucks or something. It's, it's yeah. a good cause. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of need out there. A million cars? Wow. You know, I know that I know that 80 percent of the people in the affected areas didn't have flood insurance. This was like a 500 year flood. You know, this was biblical proportions. So, um, yeah, anything helps. John, thanks for bringing that up again and wanting us to give it a shout out. We're glad you guys came on. And uh, thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Excited to meet you all in Nashville. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Word Camp US.
<laughs> we have a grandbaby that's due on Thanksgiving. So I'm going to really be pushing for that baby to be born so I can be <laughs> with you guys the next weekend. <laughs> now when you say you're pushing, what is that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I might be, look, I might be walking her around the park. Come on, let's go for a walk. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the old walking out, yep. The younger they learn how to code, the better. <laughs> That's right. As a matter of fact, this this that the, the father of this child that's being born is learning Divi. He just bought a computer. Awesome. He's he's trying to learn how to, you know, build websites and stuff. So yeah. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Divi Chat. Head on over to our website, Divi.chat, check out the show notes. We're gonna have some great tools and resources that we've mentioned in this podcast. You can find them there. Uh, feel free to head on over, like us, share our content on social media. If you really like us, give us a five-star review over on iTunes. That's how we get found. We said we were going to read a review every week. We started that wonderful tradition, I believe, last week or two weeks ago, and we've already failed miserably. So <laughs> I do not have one prepared for this week. Please forgive me. I'll try to remember next week. Tune in next week as we tackle another topic geared to help you improve your WordPress and Divi development and business. Thanks again for tuning in and listening. Thanks everybody for coming and we'll see you next week. Take care. Right, bye guys. Bye -bye. Cheers. All right. And <laughs>